Hello, and welcome to Fairfax 50 Plus, a series featuring discussions on issues of interest to residents 50 and over. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the podcast, we'll be talking to Courtney Arroyo, Outreach and Disabilities Integration Liaison for the County's Office of Emergency Management, and she's here to tell us how to prepare for the possibility of winter emergencies and not a moment too soon. But first, let's learn a little bit about her. Courtney was born in Long Beach, New Jersey, went to school at the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth, and after earning her undergrad degree, she worked at AmeriCorps, which is a federal program that addresses critical community needs. Later, she became a volunteer manager for Senior Corps, which is a similar program that recruits volunteers 55 and over to work in the community. And that work ignited an interest in emergency preparedness that led her back to school, got her master's in public administration at George Mason University. She now lives in Fairfax with her hubby and their one-and-a-half-year-old son, who, along with their dog, who I'm sure both of them, along with the husband, keep her busy, uh, when not working and taking care of the, the kid and the dog and the husband. She uh, has uh, plenty uh, of uh, of time to relax, and I'm going to emphasize the plenty of time to relax, which is probably not true, but we'll go with that story. Is that right, Courtney? <laughs> yes, there's not much time to relax. <laughs> sounds, but... like, sounds like a good story. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, interesting. The Senior Corps program really kind of got you interested in what you're, you're doing now. Yeah, so I actually... Um worked at Volunteer Fairfax running a regional senior corps program um, for Volunteer Fairfax, Volunteer Arlington, and Volunteer Alexandria. Um, And one of the main focuses in our programming was emergency preparedness. And that Mm -hmm. was using seniors um, with RSVP uh, volunteer program to go out and do canvassing and education in the community about about emergency preparedness. And it really just sparked my interest. And I had walked into the EOC one day for training and I just knew that that is where I wanted to be. Wow, okay. And, and I the, and, set a goal to go back to school. And EOC, that's Emergency Operations Center. Yes, okay. in Fairfax County. Okay. Yeah. And, and what exactly is that, the Emergency Operations Center? The Emergency Operations Center is our um, core of our emergency management agency where during, um, you know, different events like snowstorms, um, regular events like the World Police and Fire Games, as well as... Um, just different events that are happening around the county. It's a central place for all different agencies to go and coordinate whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a central um, place where we can requ- request resources, um, you know, talk to the county executives about what's going on, make sure that schools are in the loop about what's mm-hmm. going on, um, and really create that overall situational awareness okay. for um, the county. Kind of coordinate all the resources, so make, make makes it efficient and effective, I guess. Yeah, yeah. as well as communicating out to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's a big part of, of um, the operation there right. as well. Okay. Now, you mentioned when you were with, with the, the Senior Corps program, emergency preparedness was a was an interesting topic or one of the things that y'all presented on uh, regularly. Granted, this is the 50-plus podcast, but emergency preparedness is for any age group. I'm oh, ass- absolutely. I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. Um, emergency preparedness is important for anyone, um, and it really starts with the individual um, and then kind of works up to the community level. Um, so making sure... Okay, well, go ahead, and then I'm going to get you get to, yeah. to explain that. Um, so making sure that you're personally prepared. So particularly, um, you know, for the 50-plus um, um, 
group, we want to make sure that as you age in place in Fairfax County, that you create a plan for yourself. And that includes um, putting together um, a personal care network, um, making sure that you have all of your supplies, for example, medication, um, your your personal contacts, particularly if we lose um, cell phone service, you know how to get in contact with people. Um, you have a place to go in case you do need to evacuate. Um, and just kind of knowing what you're going to do when something does happen. Mm-hmm. So the basics of emergency preparedness would be the same for everybody, but then there's maybe some specialty considerations or specialty items for, I guess, different populations. Is that a good way to kind of look at it? Absolutely. And what we really want people to do is tailor it to your needs. Mm, So, um, you know, for example, if you have diabetes, you want to make sure that you know what medication you're taking, you know what dosage you're taking, um, you have an extra supply of that. For example, if we're going to have a snowstorm um, and you're on dialysis, you want to make sure that you your center is going to be open and you have transportation to get Mm -hmm. there. Um, The thing that we don't want to happen is that we don't want a big snowstorm to come. And the morning of dialysis, you're like, oh, my goodness, it snowed. What am I going to do and not have a way to get there? So making sure that you, you know, predetermine all of those plans um, is super important. Mm -hmm. And particularly, you know, um, with grandchildren, you know, if your Mm -hmm. grandchildren are staying over your house and it's snowing, making sure that you have the proper stuff for them in case, um, you know, you lose power and it becomes mm-hmm. really cold right. and you need to go somewhere else. You have that bag packed. So having that go bag um, and also important documents. That's another mm. um, that's another great thing that people right. should put in there. Um, you know, your homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, um, any birth certificates or anything, because the last thing you want is to have to evacuate um, or go to, you know, a friend's house or a neighbor's and not have any of that stuff. And God forbid it, anything happens to your right, home. Right. Now, a lot of the tips or suggestions that um, I hear often seem so um, common sense. They're, they're, they're simple. They're things that can easily be done. Why do you think it is that many of us don't take those steps to to be prepared. I mean, you know, some of the simple things like, you know, uh, having an extra, you know, like a pillbox in your car or something in case you can't get home to to take your medicine or keeping the the gas, you know, more than a quarter tank full. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of that. I try to squeeze out every drop and I know it should be better. So why is it that we don't do these simple things that we know we should? Honestly, most of the time it's because people think that it's never going to happen to them. Mm. And I think that's one of the pieces of denial that most people in the U.S. have. Um, We've seen lots of different disasters um, from hurricanes that we know are coming to wildfires um, that that spread completely rapidly and people have to evacuate in the middle of the night um, just to earthquakes. You know, Mm. we recently saw another earthquake um, on the East Coast, which is um, you know, something that wasn't typically common before, but in the past, um, you know, 10 years, we've seen several. Mm-hmm. So it's another thing that we need to be prepared for. Right. Um, and you, when you just think it's not going to happen to you, it can happen to right. you. Right. So having 
those simple items in your car right. um, in case you get stuck in a snowstorm on your way home from work and it takes you eight hours to get home. I was going to say several years ago, there was that very same scenario. Yeah. It was like in the nightmare commute, six, eight, 10 hours for folks just to get yeah. home during a snow. So, and... you know, it, it might seem overwhelming um, and that we don't want it to be overwhelming. We want it to be something um, that citizens take responsibility for themselves first. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually getting ready to launch um, our new community emergency response guide, okay. um, which is really a great plan and a guide um, that's going to walk every resident in Fairfax County through making a plan. Okay, um, It's going to first talk about personal preparedness, and that's where everything needs to start. It needs to start with yourself right. um, and your family. So you need to um, you know, go through, think about all the different scenarios, and, um, you know, there's a template in there for you to actually, you know, write down your plan, which mm. you should have it written down, um, and that's step one. Okay. Step two is going to be making a neighborhood plan. Oh, so okay. whether you live in a single-family home community or a townhouse community or maybe a, an apartment community, um, you'll be able to define your own community. So mm. you can do it. If you're in a, an apartment complex, you can do it by floor. You can do it um, if there's multiple buildings. You can do it by building um, and figure out a plan with your neighbors. So who has specific skills that might be able to help during a disaster okay. and how you can survive for the first 72 hours on your own without any help. Okay. I was going to ask what this community plan would be. So kind of like divvying up responsibilities or maybe meeting places if, you know, one floor doesn't have power or... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So um, so it's it's really working together with your neighbors. So uh-huh. I talked a little bit about um, a personal care network. Um, so for example, if you um, have a neighbor who's in a wheelchair, so knowing what your neighbor's needs are and how you can help them during an emergency or vice versa. You know, if you have um, a fire in your community, um, you know, maybe it's a townhouse fire like we we saw in the county um, in 2018, you know, having a network of neighbors that kind of knows who lives there, how many kids there are, how many pets there are, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff um, can really help first responders and mm-hmm. you to give them the most up-to-date and accurate information. Mm-hmm. You know, what if your neighbors are on vacation and, you know, their house is on fire? Mm-hmm. Um, you're You're not sending people in to rescue people who are not there. Mm -hmm. Um, But if they are there, you can tell them, like, yeah, you know, I have a neighbor who's in a wheelchair um, on the second floor. And, you know, they're typically in the back bedroom. And, you know, you can definitely um, help and guide this, uh, I don't know, Courtney, you're, you're, you're really going to make me reach out and get to know my neighbors and, and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of this, I guess, is being a, being a community, being a neighborhood. It is, yeah. So we are going to encourage you to get out and know your neighbors. Um, you know, I will tell you, working in emergency management, um, you know, we're out there testing this plan now. Um, I've been doing it in my community. Um, knowing my neighbors, knowing, you know, what kind of industries they work in, what special skills they have, um, and really helping to define that. And I can tell you that it's going to work. Um, When we have a fire alarm go off in the middle of the night, um, you know, we've identified points of evacuation now where everyone can gather Mm -hmm. um, so we can see who's there and who's not. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. I want to go back to emergency kit and emergency plan before we leave. Just a few, sure. few minutes left. Um, when we're talking about a kit, I'm assuming it doesn't have to be expensive, and I'm also assuming that you don't have to pull this big, massive kit together all at once. It could be yeah. something kind of gradual. So most of the stuff that you need to put in an emergency kit, you have at your house already. Okay. Um, so take a take an extra pair of clothes that you have. Everyone has extra clothes. Right. You know, take right. that old pair of clothes you're you're going to throw out. Just put them in your emergency bag, um, making sure that you're preparing for the seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's obviously key. You don't want to wear shorts. Don't have short pants now. Yeah, yeah. shorts in, in the middle of winter. Um, but, you know, take an extra can opener that you have. Um, Manual can opener. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> yes, not an electric one. Um, you know, extra canned food that you might have. Um, mm-hmm. Bottles of water are great. Um, also, bagged emergency water is good um, because it uh, weighs a little bit less because you need mm. to drink less of it per day. Oh, um, and there are some kits that you can that you can buy online, right, right. Um, but it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, you can make your own little first aid kit. Um, and the bulk of it is really just you know getting a backpack and, and throwing it together. Right. For example, you know you mentioned that I have a one year old. Um, Preparing for a one-year-old is um, quite different than preparing for an adult um, because obviously— I remember the days just a normal trip is like, you know, half a carload of stuff. Yes, yes. So I I actually just updated our emergency kit a couple weeks ago, um, and I was so excited that I've finally gotten it down to two backpacks. Okay. (laughs) um, One for me, one for my husband. So, um, you know, babies require diapers and wipes and— you know, my son's still drinking whole milk, which is not easy to find in a juice box form. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, people with, that have special needs, um, you know, that's something to consider. You know, if you are in a wheelchair, um, how you're going to grab your bag or where your bag's going to sit in your house. Um, but you're right. You don't have to be overwhelmed and do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Take the time over a couple months to put it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and check it often to make sure that, you know, if you had to leave your house for 72 hours or three days, um, do you have everything that you need to survive? Right. Just keeping a little extra cash in your pocket constantly. You know, the ATMs might not work. They might have been affected by the power. Yes. And when you mention money, um, it's also great to remember that during an emergency when there's no power, um, you want to have small bills. So dollars, fives, tens, um, because people often are not going to be able to give you change. Um, So we don't want you to get ripped off, but we also um, want you to to be smart and – you know, use small bills if right. you can. Well, and keeping your phone charged, your cell phone charged, and making sure you have a cell phone charger in your car. I yep. mean, if you lose power at home, you can always go crank up the car and charge your your phone. Yep. Don't 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 uh, crank up your car inside a closed garage. No. But, yeah. But but you could charge it that way if you had to. Or a solar power mm-hmm. charger is also okay. also a good. Um, a good alternative. Yeah, and that'll that'll help you uh, keep that phone charged, be able to get uh, emergency alerts and messages through the Fairfax Alert system. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Fairfax Alerts is great. Um, if you're not signed up, you definitely should be. Um, that is a system that we use to communicate out to residents um, when there's going to be significant weather events. Um, we also have a functional needs registry um, that lives in Fairfax Alerts and 
Um, you know, just in the past, as we've seen um, some snowstorms, we have been sending out some extra messages just to remind people, um, if you're on dialysis, make sure that your dialysis center is open. Right. Make sure um, we are expecting some snow, um, so make sure that you have your um, devices charged, mm-hmm. your medication ready. Um, in case you lose power, do you have a generator? Do you have gas for your generator? Right. All those kinds of little simple tips. And okay. on a monthly basis, we do send out a newsletter. Um, and it's it's a good way to just get information on what's going on and what's up to date. Um, and like I said, the CERG is going to be coming out, and that's the Community Emergency Response Guide. Um, and we talked a little bit about that um, in our January newsletter. So okay. more should come in February. Okay. Where can folks uh, get this newsletter? Where can they reach out and get more information, uh, you know, uh, f- maybe tips or assistance with, you know, what they should do, kind of, where where can we go to to learn more? So you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash alerts, um, and there's a um, subscription button um, in Fairfax Alerts, and you can also visit um, our website, fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management. Okay. Um, Final couple of minutes here, I want to go back to... um, emergency plan. Because for me, emergency kit, I kind of get, you know, it it can seem overwhelming. It could seem expensive, but I I think I have a good handle on, you know, kind of starting with some basics and some of those things. But I'm still having a a little trouble with with a plan. I I guess the word plan, it just kind of like, ooh, it's going to be so complicated. You mentioned something about a template in the community emergency guide, but there's also a website, uh, ready, ReadyNova. ReadyNova.org that yeah. has some planning stuff. So uh, help me th- get through my overwhelm of sure. making a plan. So making a plan, again, not not a, a really extensive thing to do, um, but it's really just thinking about things that you normally wouldn't think about. Um, so if you had to evacuate, where would you go? Do you have neighbors to go to? Um, do you have an out-of-town Um, contact that you can go to that's close enough, but also far enough away to get out of the danger zone um, per se. Um, If, you know, for example, you ended up without power um, for a couple days, um, is there someone, you know, within the area or within the region that you can go to? Um, You know, if we lose cell service um, here, you might still be able to reach someone out of the area and meaning out of the area, um, you know, we're here in Virginia, I might be able Texas, to Texas, California, yeah, or yeah, or even my mom. Uh, she lives in New Jersey, okay, um, and she's our 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 out of town contact. Mm-hmm. So I know that if I can't get in touch with my husband, that I can call my mom, right. and if my husband calls my mom as well, she'll be able to give gotcha. um, in between, um, you know, give that information in between right. us. Okay, so. Also, knowing how to use social media or texting, um, because during an emergency, Mm. um, that could also be a great source for you, because even if you can't make phone calls, you might still be able to text. Okay. Um, Because the phone lines get more clogged. Yeah. Okay. So having, in your plan, having those important phone numbers written down, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in case you don't know them. Right. um, It's great to just have them written down. Also, in your plan, uh, if you have kids at daycare, if you have adults that are at, like, adult day health care 
uh, centers, um, you want to make sure that you have their points of contact um, and know their emergency plan. Mm-hmm. So if, for example, the the center is on fire um, and they're going to a secondary location, where is that location? Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to get that information from them? How are you going to communicate with them? Um, another thing is if you're at work, um, do you have a plan for your family? So I obviously work in emergency management. So when an emergency happens, I'm not going home, but my family probably is. So for me, I need to know, um, you know, who those point of contacts are to go pick up my child. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my husband works all the way in Alexandria um, at a school. So he's responsible for other children during the day. So just having a plan of who's going to do what during an emergency and knowing that you have those people to rely on is super important. Um, so just really thinking about all those different things, um, you know, and it, you're right, it can be a little bit overwhelming, but using the template, um, on readynova.org or, um, you know, the the same template is going to be in our Community Emergency Response Guide. Once that's available on the website um, in February, you'll be able to go on um, and print the template and fill it out. So that's something that you can constantly update. um, And it doesn't save any of your personal data. Um, It resets once you print it. Um, So the county's not collecting any personal information about you. Um, But it is a great guide to use. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, um, avoid that overwhelm. It doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, Just think logically. Think Ask yourself some what-if questions, what will you need, and start small if you need to and go from there. Last 30 seconds or so, 50-plus podcast. I know as I'm getting older, there are more, you know, some mobility issues. There's different kind of things like that. Are there certain things that the 50-plus community should think differently about or think in addition to, et cetera, when we're thinking emergency preparedness? I would just say really tailor your kit to you, Mm -hmm. um, tailor your plan to you. Um, no one knows you better than you. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have, you know, different div- devices that help you with mobility, making sure you have all that information written down, um, you know, the, the make and model, the, the more we know, the, the faster we can help you. Mm-hmm. Um, the medication, make sure you have that written down with all your doctor's information. Um, you know, if it's an emergency, we can help you, you know, get the medication you need and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if we don't know... It's hard for us to help. Right. So make sure that you think about all the different things that, that you're going through um, and and really use it to your advantage right. and and get it all written down. Right. So okay. it's all about you. Yeah. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Courtney, thanks. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Emergency preparedness has been our theme for today on the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast. And as we're in the winter season with the winter weather, it is uh, definitely something that's uh, more important. Again, Courtney Arroyo, the Outreach and Disabilities Integration Liaison for the county's Office of Emergency Management. You can find them online at fairfaxcounty.gov slash emergency management. There you'll find links to Fairfax alerts, uh, alerts which Courtney mentioned, uh, the Volunteer Corps, information on uh, requesting speakers, and a whole lot more. 
more. You can also email, um, I mean, a, a telephone, uh, emergency management at 571-350-1000. Also, you can find uh, county older adult services, recreation, and community engagement opportunities by dialing 703-324-7948. TTY is 711. That's Monday through Friday. Or 24-7, go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash olderadults. From that webpage, uh, be sure to subscribe to the monthly Golden Gazette newspaper as well as Fairfax 50 Plus e-news. And you can also link from there to the Fairfax 50 Plus Facebook page. Thanks for listening to the Fairfax 50 Plus podcast, which is produced by the Fairfax County Virginia Government.